Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Old School of Sport. I am Victor Bruce Terry, and once again, I have Max Marshall joining me. Max, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for uh, inviting me again. Yeah, I think we kind of killed it in uh, the last episode, so I was really exciting, uh, really excited once you reached out to me again and said you wanted to do it again. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another great episode. Now. We obviously did some planning before this. We had a template. We had a game plan for this episode. And within the last hour, that all changed. Because the NBA, really it started off with the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting their Game 5 against the Orlando Magic. And then the Thunder and Rockets decided they were going to boycott their matchup as well. And then the NBA came out and said that all of the games today will be canceled. And Max, I, I, I'll i start with this one. Um, and again, say whatever you want to say. I'm going to start off with... I was really excited for this episode. I was really excited for another day of NBA playoffs. And I was shocked when I saw the news about the boycotts and then the NBA deciding to cancel the games and then I saw the Milwaukee Brewers and Cincinnati Reds decided not to play their games. And immediately, I I was sort of confused with the boycotts because I've been a lifelong sports fan, diehard sports fan, and this is the first time that I've ever experienced a boycott with not only a game, but a playoff, a postseason game. And I immediately called my dad because he didn't know about the news, and I asked him if he'd ever seen a boycott. And he told me a couple of Olympics there's been boycott situations, but never like this. And it really bothered me because, once again, sports made me realize... I mean, listen, the last couple of days... I've seen the chaos. I've seen the protests, the rioting because of the Jacob Blake situation, the incident that occurred. It was an awful video. and But the players decided to boycott. The NBA decided to cancel the games. It just goes to show you how fucked up we are right now. How crazy, how fucked up this world, this country is right now. And I'm not I'm not gonna get too political. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you whose fault it is because I, I think it's a combination of both sides, blue and red. I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that you should go out and vote November third to change all this. I, that's not that's not what I wanted this episode, this opening of the episode to be about. To me, these players are doing more than any of the people in Congress are doing to provoke social change. And this time I think they really upped their game. They really brought it to a different level because people people were talking about the inequality, the social injustice when Kaepernick decided to kneel, when the NBA decided to put Black Lives Matter on their court. When NBA players like Chris Paul in their post game talked about social change, LeBron James, other prolific players. And finally, 
I think they've had enough to the point where I've seen a couple of tweets about veteran players saying that the season is in jeopardy. And I think that, I mean, the NBA more so because there's such a high percentage of African-American players that are just fed up. It's a cycle. We just keep seeing the same thing happen over and over. And people start to talk about it. People say that there needs to be change, but nothing actually gets done. And listen, I'm as white as they come. I'm as white as winter snow. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really talk about what it means to face adversity, to face obstacles in my life, to be a minority. I don't know what that feels like, but I know it doesn't take much. I know it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, yellow, purple. It doesn't take a certain race to realize that shooting a man seven times in the back is wrong. To put your knee on another man's throat for eight minutes and 46 seconds is wrong. It doesn't take a lot to realize that there needs to be justice for people like Breonna Taylor. And it really bothers me. I think the thing that bothers me so much is that the same, there's so many people out there that idolize black artists, black athletes, blacks that provide the service to those people that they idolize and glorify. And they don't have that same feeling for just the regular black man or woman walking down the street. They're fans of a different race when it's convenient, when they're useful to them. And it really bothers me that there's going to be more people. Uh, there's going to be people more upset about NBA players deciding not to play in the game than what's transpired the last couple of days. Max. I open the floor to you. Well, yeah, um, I was just actually going to tell you to for um, to cut, cut you off for a second because Milwaukee Bucks are actually uh, – the NBA media is going live right now, and I think it's on ESPN maybe, and they are talking about why they, uh, they're they boycotting. Oh, really? Yeah, I just saw Taylor Rooks on Instagram, and she's live right now, and she is uh, – George Hill and um, Sheldon Brown are uh, – or Sterling Brown are discussing why they're protesting and the whole team is behind them and looks like some coaches basically the whole Bucks organization that's there is uh in front of them right now. Did you want to pause and watch it or uh no, no, it's all right. I you just sure? thought, thought I'd let you know, yeah. Oh yeah. I I'm very interested. I'll definitely see what they had to say afterwards. But I mean Max, that's my personal opinion about it. I, I don't know if you've heard you heard the first episode of the podcast or not I, I got a little too political and i hope i didn't do that with the message i just portrayed no, I, thought, but I thought your message was really good it just it it's just upsetting that we've had it's gotten so bad that we've had to come to nba players to sign the boycott to show their message yeah um well just to piggyback on what you said uh you know if, if i'm an nba player i'm probably not playing until uh, the Breonna Taylor situation is um, figured out. And what I mean by that is those three cops are arrested. Same thing with the gentleman's uh, James Blake. 
uh, those cops are arrested and just now people are going to say, oh, well, what about when that um, one black man killed that little white kid? And I've, I've seen that on Facebook. And like Victor said, I'm not getting too political because, you know, it's just not our this is not what we're trying to do. We just want to discuss things that are going on in the world right now, as everybody should. But, um, you know, I, I get why people are upset because of a, a little white kid got killed, but not saying that that's right at all either because you know that man got arrested for doing what he did but this goes on just generations and years and just i i tweeted today enough's enough like yeah you know we we all we all white people to a certain extent appreciate black culture we like their music we like you know the nba is mostly 90 percent black nfl mostly black you know and i have tons of black friends you know, I hate to be that guy. Oh, I have black friends, but you know, I've hung out with my friends, my black friends. We talked, we've talked, we've discussed about what's going on, and you know, we heard for years that like, oh, this would never happen again. And if you know, if somebody was in a coma in 1960 and they woke up now, you think the world is changing that much for them? No, it's not. Yep. And we look at these athletes like they're just athletes. Like, oh well, who cares? Just shut up and dribble and all that, yeah, like stupid shit. But you know, it's just. The founding fathers said every man is cre- is created equ- uh, equally, but it doesn't show. We don't act like it. Yeah, no, Max, I agree. And again, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I felt that we need to address it. And for those people that start to listen to this episode and they're like, "Oh, it's a political episode." No, it's not a political episode. It just so happens that sports and politics once again are converging because we are living in such tough times that sports needs to have that voice to spark and encourage change. And listen, what's going on in society is affecting the sports world, and we needed to address it. Now, Max, that being said, like the point that you brought up with the – black man killing the little boy i'm not sitting here and saying every cop is bad that's not what i'm saying not every single not not every single group profession whatever is bad there are just bad seeds and there needs to be change to fix that and max to be honest with you i couldn't give a flying fuck what your politics are and i mean that in a good way i'm saying that to me politics shouldn't matter I don't care if we disagree on every single political topic. I would still consider you my friend, and I would still invite you back to do this podcast. To me, I'm more disappointed and more upset with you that you're a Jets fan over a Giants fan. The fact that you started <laughs> liking the Miami Heat once the Big Three was formed. Oh, stop. I, care, a- I yeah. care more about that than political views. But with everything going on, everything has become a political point essentially now max the last thing i want to ask you about that is what do you think it will take to get the players back onto the court because remember i i think the nba i do not think the players are upset with the nba at all i think that the nba adam silver has done a great job they've done everything that they sorry what so i was just saying it's it's, they're they're upset with the legal system as they should yes yes and i think that They've made it a conscious effort to listen to the players about social change and everything. But what? How, where do you think the NBA goes from here? Do you think – I mean there was already talk before today that the Raptors 
and Celtics were possibly going to boycott their first game. Where do you think the NBA goes from here? Because to uh, say because to say until something changes, I don't know. I I just think that if we're waiting for something to change, then we're not going to have the remainder of the postseason. Yeah, no. Um, I think if uh, if I was being honest, I I think uh, as of right now, I don't think the NBA is gonna uh, be in the bubble. I think they're just gonna go their separate ways. Do you think that they decide to just cancel the remainder of the season? If I had the bet, yeah. Um, now, mind you, that could change. You know, in a couple of days, if justice is served for like uh, we've talked about before. Um, I know if I was an NBA player, I probably wouldn't want to play until. Like I said, the arrests were made for Breonna Taylor. Um, uh, what was his, What was the Jacob was Blake? Called? Jacob, right? Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Yeah. Um. You know, for the cops who shot him were arrested. I, I would probably play. I, I would play when it if the, when that would happen. Other than that, you know, I don't know. It's you know, selfishly, I think everybody wants sports back, but. Th- you know, enough's enough. You got you got to take a stand at some point. And I'm glad that the NBA players and even MLB, they're uh, yeah. Like I said, the enough, Brewers enough. and Reds yeah. decide to cancel. Uh, decide to cancel their game. They're not playing tonight. So, you know, th- the NBA's decision, the Bucks, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Magic, a profound impact not just on their own sport, but on society. As a whole, I mean, look at even Kenny the Jet Smith left. Yeah, the set for NBA on TNT. Mm-hmm. So I, I like you, Max. I think that I think the season is definitely in jeopardy. I do think that they'll come to a compromise, and I think that they'll the players will come to an agreement that. They will continue to play and continue to use their platform as the voice for change. Because if you stop play, unless players go out and do stuff in their communities, unless they go out and spark change in the real world, I think that using their platforms both prior and after games is their best outlet. All right. So, any closing thoughts on that, Max? Um, no. Just hopefully, uh, you know, justice is served, and think things. Hopefully, this wakes people up a little bit if yeah. it hasn't before. I know, which is sad because there's been plenty of opportunities for people to wake up, but we continue to need more to spark the conversation, spark change. But let's move on to what's happened on the court so far. Max, with what's going on in the NBA playoffs. So, Max, we talked last week. We gave our predictions for the first round. Max, in the East, all but one series ended up in a sweep. The Raptors swept the Nets. The Celtics swept the 76ers. The Heat, your Miami Heat, swept the Pacers. The only series that is still going on. And like we said, they boycotted Game 5 tonight. But it's the series I would have least expect to yeah, not end up in a sweep. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Magic. And the Bucks are currently up 3-1 after losing game one. 
Max, let's first look at the teams that were eliminated, like the Nets, like the 76ers, and the Indiana Pacers. Let's start with the 76ers. They just fired their head coach, Brett Brown, after seven years. The process, so to say, is over. Where do you think they go from here? Whew, man, I don't... Well, I mean, I, I think for a head coach to answer that one out of the way, I don't know who would be their coach. I know uh, Jason Kidd is rumored. Uh, I've even seen Dan Tony, uh, Ty Lue. Um, you know, Can you I give putting... you a name just real quick? Yeah. That yeah. intrigues me because he's been coaching in Philly's backyard. And has won two national championships. Jay Wright, yep. Jay Wright. I yeah, think that, that is a name to keep an eye on. That was a rumor uh, two years ago, I heard. Yeah. Not that me and you are like, you know, we know anybody. But no, just, no, like, no. It's not like we have an inside source or anything yeah, like oh, that. I wanna, we, want, we should probably make that clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, Jay Wright, he's definitely – I could see that, that potential. Um, You know, I, I forgot this one because of Brooklyn. I, I saw uh, – Popovich is look is for two, well this is what Bill Simmons said on his podcast uh, Sunday Sunday night that uh, Popovich and the Nets have been having an interest in each other in two months and now Philadelphia and him are uh, picking up a little steam as well. Okay, so Max, let me ask you this before we continue with the 76ers. You had the choice right now between the two teams concerning their rosters, concerning the situation. Who are you as Popovich going to if you're leaving uh, the Spurs? The Nets. The Nets? Yeah. Listen, I think there's pros and cons for both. I think I might have to side with you on this one with the Nets. The only thing with the Nets that I think is the biggest worry, the biggest con, is you don't know the health of both Kyrie and KD. On paper, those two guys are the better duo. On paper, those two guys are more talented but I just can't say for certain that you're going to get a majority of a season out of both those guys. Yeah, no, that you you know when dealing with those two guys, you know you have to definitely keep that in mind. But the thing that intrigues me, besides you know the on paper talent, um, they have more assets, right? They have Jared Allen, who they can probably trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can trade Levert. Um, they can trade Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. I think they got a couple picks. And to, to a team like I don't know, maybe the Wizards, if they want Bradley Beal, Bradley you know they can throw those things in there. Uh, and the, th- the thing about Philly is that they're uh, why I'm hesitant about Philly. Tobias Harris, bad contract. Al Horford, bad, bad, Terrible bad contract. contract. Yes. If you want to trade either one of them, you're going to have to throw in a, probably a couple picks, maybe even a Tybal, which would be stupid. But if you really want to get out of those contracts, you're going to have to throw in a sweetener. With Brooklyn, everything's pretty much organic to a certain extent. You can just trade guys and match up contracts, but – Kyrie and KD are not the easiest to get along with, but I think if you got a guy like Pop in there, I think you know he would demand respect, and they would both want. I mean, uh, I heard another podcast that KD tried to get Popovich's last year in Oklahoma City. So wow, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that if Pop was in there, I think Kyrie and KD would you know let Pop coach and let them play and you know do the whole thing. Well, I I think that Popovich has a couple of options because if you look at the Spurs, they're continuous playoff streak just came to an end they're a team that i think is on the verge of rebuilding they have a couple of older guys but i i don't 
love their roster. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Oh, no, I, I don't. I, I think they're kind of just middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly. In a tough, a much tougher Western Conference, right? Yep, yep. If I'm Popovich, I'm looking for a way out and looking for a way to go to a talented team. The Nets are very intriguing, obviously, because like you said, the assets and the one-two combination, I think if both are healthy, they're the best one-two duo in the East. Oh, wow. Why? Who who would you go? Uh, I just a healthy Kyrie, healthy KD. You don't think that's a number one duo in the East? You know, I, I just don't think I've heard anyone say it out loud before. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm a little. I was like, oh wow. Well, to be <laughs> honest with you, if I if I wasn't a Knicks fan and saw Nets Twitter, I think I'd forget that KD was on the Brooklyn Nets just because it was just a wasted year. Because he was oh, injured oh, for the entire sorry, season. Y'all, Victor, the Dodgers and Giants have po- has postponed as well. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, though. Thank you for cutting me off. That that's yeah, no. that's uh, very interesting. But getting back, I I would have forgotten that KD was on the Nets because you didn't hear much about him. I don't. I'll be honest with you. When he signed last year. I'm so confused why the hell he signed in Brooklyn. I'm so confused. I, I don't get it. But well, that, whatever. Be, I don't know. Well, to <laughs> be honest with you, so am I. Besides Kyrie teaming up with him, I, I feel that those two could have teamed up anywhere else and it would have made more sense to me. I mean, Max, can I ask you something really? Like, as an outsider? Yes. As a non-Knicks fan? Like, do you think that New York is still... An interesting place, a top tier place to play. Uh, to me, to me, nothing will change with the Knicks, whether it's luck, whether it's free agency, whether it's winning, until James Dolan is out. Um. Yeah. No. I think somewhat. Now, mind you, even though I'm from New York, I've never really cared about the Knicks. Or yeah. Like the no, Orleans. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but I think just for an NBA player, you know, you always hear the top players they love playing at the Garden, but like you said, basically just a not drag this story on but it's it starts at top i think free agents would want to would be intrigued going there but they don't want to deal with dolan and that's basically that's basically what it is because i understand brooklyn is one of the five boroughs of new york city right i get it but to me the brooklyn nets are a they're a brand franchise they are a color scheme franchise and what i mean by that is black and gray, black and silver, whatever the hell they are, black and white, goes with everything. You wear yep. their attire because it's cool. It's fashionable. The Brooklyn Nets were able to get those two free agents over the New York Knicks. I don't think I've actually ever met an actual Brooklyn Nets fan. I just don't understand it. But I digress. With the 76ers, I think... The 76ers should go all out for a guy like Popovich because of a couple of different reasons. They're no longer a young team, Max. We talked about this. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, while Ben Simmons was hurt this postseason, these two guys have been expected, have been ha- have been expected to make that next jump the last couple of seasons, and they haven't done it. Okay, I think you need to, while we both agree Jay Wright is an interesting hire for the 76ers, I think with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you have to bring in a 
NBA veteran coach, a guy with a history, a guy with a proven track record, to one, uh, to A, keep Embiid interested in staying in Philly, and B, actually get results and actually help them improve and win. No, yeah, um, like, like you know, if, if they, uh, Jay Wright would make sense, like maybe a couple years ago, like Brett Brown's fourth year, and like, yeah, you know, we don't really. If he was a fresh coach and those guys were just starting their careers, and, yes, I would think it was a perfect match. But at this point in their I'm careers, sure. they're no longer just young guns. There's expectations with these two guys, and those two guys have yet to meet them. Yep. I think you need to bring in a proven guy to get them to that next level. I mean, Pop Pop would be definitely a great hire for them. I just don't know if he wants to uh, deal with Embiid, really. Like, maybe if Pop would go, were to go there, or any new coach, you know, you, you have to see what management is thinking. Maybe um, management would want to trade Embiid. I, I think Embiid's probably going to be the fall guy. Well, to be honest with you, though, Max, I, I know Elton Brand, their GM, was... Asked he about. should be fired. Oh, well, oh, he should be fired. But here's the thing: I don't think he's going anywhere. Elton Brand cannot trade and be this off season. To me, you need to bring in another head coach before you think before you start thinking about dismantling that one-two punch that you have. Give it one more year. At least one more year with a fresh coach, with a new coach, with a proven coach. Brett Brown, listen, you have been very critical about him. He was not the guy. They gave him enough time to show that he was the guy, and he failed to do so. To me, the talent is still there with Simmons and Embiid. Yes, you need to configure some stuff with the roster, you have to work with the terrible contracts that you gave out last offseason. But I think that you need to give that duo another chance, but with a new head coach before you start talking about trading either of those pieces. Yeah, I mean, these are questions that I know Philly's management, um, you know, is having right now because um, they got to. Sooner or later, they got to pick one. And then another thing, too, everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, Max just doesn't like clutch sports because what they did to Pat Riley. Tell me right now, watch out for Ben Simmons if he's not happy in Philly. Clutch will make it ugly if him getting out of there, like they did with Anthony Davis. So that's another thing you got to watch out for. Well, yeah, no, I agree, is turmoil within the locker room. But I think, again, a guy like Popovich would be able to handle it. I think a guy with a proven record that's respected around the league could handle egos like Ben Simmons, like Joel Embiid, like Kyrie and KD if he decided to go the Brooklyn Nets route. Yeah, no, I definitely um, – Pop Pop has options for the – I mean, that we know of in his career that he's actually thinking about leaving because I know he wants Becky Hamlin to get a, a head coaching job with the Spurs. So yeah. she'd be the first uh, – girl coach in NBA history, which I know Pop would probably want to happen. Maybe, you know, he probably thinking himself, I probably got three, four years left of, you know, I still want to coach and I want to win maybe one more or two before I leave. So I, I think if if he wants to do that, then, you know, he should leave and try to get another ring or something. Yeah. Now, let's move on. We talked about the 76ers. 
the Nets, we both agree that it was all about next year anyway with Kyrie and KD being out for either the majority or the entire season, correct? Yep. And I think that we would both agree that a lot of the coaches that we mentioned would be good hires for them as well. Mm-hmm. Popovich would be number one on our list, and then who else do you think? They already tried Jason Kidd. I don't see them going back to him. Jay Wright, I think, is could possibly in the be in the be in consideration. You have Jawan Howard getting some NBA interest. I don't think he's going to leave Michigan that quick. But I think a lot of the guys that we brought up with the 76ers could also be in the mix for the Nets. Another playoff team that was just eliminated and now looking for a new head coach because they just let Nate McMillan go despite the fact they gave him a one-year extension two weeks ago. It's, it's, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that, no, no, no. for some reason, this really struck a chord with me, the way Indiana just is as a just area town, whatever the hell it's state, whatever the hell they call them out there. <laughs> I mean, Eric Spolstra, I'm going to say his name again. Eric Spolstra just swept uh, the Pacers ass, right? He had, he goes on a media uh, before, you know, all the protesting went on or the boycotting went on today. And he said it was something that I've never heard before. It was a media contract because there was rumors before about how Nick McMillan might get fired. And I think the Pacers management got nervous. Like, oh, we'll give him a one-year extension. You know, like that ever works before. Well, to be honest with you, a one-year extension is kind of a – to me, it's a pity extension, a one-year extension. Even the Pacers' comments, they go – Nick McMillan was his last couple, his last whatever playoff games, he was three and six. And, you know, and people on Twitter pointing out, well, you know, last year he didn't have Old Depot and this year's team and a half's a bonus. And Old Depot was like, got one foot in, one foot out. And, you know, Jeremy Lamb, who was a rotation guy, out for them. The year before, they took uh, Cleveland to seven games. And honestly, they probably should have won. Some calls went here and there. Yeah. So you know, I just, just the way Indiana is as a whole. And what Spolster said, I've never heard before. And I was kind of, I'm like, damn, that makes sense. He called it a media. A media hire. Yeah, that's I, I like that term actually. I don't I, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Yeah, no, same same that's yeah, I I never heard that before. Yeah. But yeah, to me again just a weird decision on the Pacers front. But but again, where do the Pacers go from here, Max? Because to me, you see a move like that. Why would I want to be an incoming head coach and want to go to the Indiana Pacers? It's not like they exactly have – I'm not saying they don't have good players, but you don't look at that roster and automatically Indiana. think it's a competitive championship-type roster. It's Indiana. Are you really going to get any of the big-time free agents? No. I, I think – I don't know if you saw the report or not, but they're saying um... – they're they're looking in the trade Oladipo this offseason. and you know I, like I told you on the last podcast I know the Heat I know the Heat and him kind of have a mutual I, interest. I but. saw that I I did see the report and you did bring I want to say you even brought that up last week. Yeah. Be, uh, about adding another piece along with Butler, but I don't want him now. To be honest with you. Yeah, I I, I know I know. Heroes playing, Duncan Robinson. No, I'd rather I, get a big man or something or a wing, not I, a bigger wing or something. I agree. Also, Duncan Robinson, great story. You you know about his story, oh, right, Max? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know about it. D3, D3 college. And then he, he set or tied, set uh, Miami Heat playoff record for three-pointers. Yeah, he tied, tied it, yep. He tied it, yeah. Yep. I think that's a great story. I, I, I That's that stories that, to me, should get more highlighted in the mainstream media because – to me, that's a feel-good 
cool type of story. Yeah, it tells kids you you know who think they got overlooked. Anything is up. possible. Like even yeah. in the NBA, anything is possible. You go from D three, you continue to live out your dream, and then you you tie an NBA franchise record. I, that's I don't know. I, I just think that's really cool. And we may never hear much about Duncan Robinson again, but when the next person that does it or breaks it, you'll remember that time that Duncan Robinson, a D three athlete, was able to do that. But Back to the Pacers. Yeah, so, Max, but again, Oladipo was a big part for their team this year. Yes, I understand getting assets. Yes, I understand getting draft picks. You're hoping for a similar situation to, I guess, what happened with the Thunder, even though you're not going to get nearly as much in return as what they got for Westbrook. But I don't know. I, I just see the Pacers, and I'm like, they're just sort of in like purgatory no matter what they do. Yeah, no, that's why it's kind of confusing why they um, fired McMillan when, you know, if we're just going to backtrack a little bit, a little yeah. bit you know, they, yeah. that Paul George trade at the time, everyone thought, even including myself, I'm like, oh, Depot, really? And Sabonis, young player, but, you know, Old Depot took another step there. Sabonis, you know, McMillan made him, I'm not saying he made him, made him all-star, but he's an all-star underneath his watch. Uh, you know, TJ Warren magically got good in the bubble. I mean, he was always a good player, but he was, you know, really bubble worn for a while. Yeah. So you know, these things that McMillan did to this team, and, you know, this team wasn't, it's not like they're the deepest team, and especially when Jeremy Lamb went down, and now Oladipo is one foot in, one foot out, and he's not even fully healthy yet. So it's, it's just, I know you, you ask, where do they go from here? I'm just, I'm just still confused on why they fired Nate McMillan after giving an extension. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand it. And, I know. You know. <laughs> The Sabonis Turner fit is a little weird because both of them see themselves as fives, so it's it, it's just a, it's kind of an odd team in a, in a way. So I thought he got the most out of uh, out of the team as he could, but I saw Mike D'Antoni is what the Pacers are looking at. Why you want to go to Indiana? I don't know. Yeah, I don't love that. Really, the teams I've seen D'Antoni linked to. I mean, who did you say before? You saw something about the 76ers possibly being into no. D'Antoni? Yeah, Sixers, um, but before I said the Pelicans. No, 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 no. I, I was just about to say, when you say the Pacers and Pelicans, to me, he's worked with other teams that have, more, that have had more talent than the possible teams he could go to. Why, as a franchise, am I dying to get D'Antoni to be my next head coach? If I was Indiana, I would look for a young assistant on the rise and really build it from the ground up. Okay. That's what I would look at, you know? Okay. I I, I don't hate that uh, opinion. Do you have any guys in mind or? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm doing my uh, throwing a heat guy in there, but Dan Craig is assistant coach of the heat. And I know, uh, actually, yeah, New Orleans is actually going to take a look at him to, to be a head coach. Uh, but young guys in the league, um, I forget he's on Milwaukee staff. I think it's Delvin Ham. Mm-hmm. He's been around the league for a while. Uh, there's another assistant on. I'm trying to think who. Again, to me, it's just not that. It's an okay job. It's, it's going to exactly. be a hard job. You're going to have to grind out every win. Exactly. You're really, you're, you're really going to have to land or hope for your um, management to hit on draft picks, sneaky free agency deals. Uh, you know, get us maybe a star player that wants that's wants. Uh, to get traded and you get enough assets and players that you'll, you know, we'll throw you three for four, three or four players for one star 
and maybe he wants to stay in Indiana. You know, those it's just it's a hard job because Indiana's probably gonna be a four to six seed for a couple years. Exactly. And then when Oladipo leaves, who knows? And Max, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. And again, I'm not saying that they should go after these guys, but it wouldn't terribly surprise me if Pacers end up with one of the other coaches that just recently got fired, like Alvin Gentry, like a Brett Brown. That wouldn't terribly surprise me. I, I would think Brett Brown probably wants to sit a year out. Now, you know, I haven't heard, seen anything on the news, but if I was him, I'd probably want a year to just to relax. Mm-hmm. But if he wants to take a job, take a job. Another name who I selfishly hope they take is Mark Jackson. Get him the hell off of ESPN. Oh, I've had enough of him. And he has some in- Indiana yeah, ties. Indiana yeah. ties. So yeah, you know, that it- would be cool. And I've I've been pushing for him to be the Knicks head coach. I'm very happy with Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I'm right. hoping for the best. But I don't want Mark Jackson. I I want Mark Jackson to get a shot. Uh, get sorry, a second shot a chance yeah. to redeem himself because listen, I felt bad for him with how the whole Warriors situation played out, but I would like to see Mark Jackson get another shot in the NBA. Oh, he should get another shot, but if I was a Knicks fan, I don't think I'd want him. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just I, I liked the ties to the Knicks and when there was always an opening, I always wish that they gave him a shot. I like I I wanted well, I can't even say that. I was I was rooting and really happy when they hired Fizdale, we all know how that turned out. And now yep. I'm happy once again with Thibs. But I don't know. I, there was just always, again, his New York ties, his New York history. I, and he did have success with the Warriors. Yes, they didn't get over the hump till Steve Kerr came to the helm. But I, I, I am hoping and wishing that Mark Jackson gets another shot. Now, really quick to wrap up the East. Let's take a look into the future of the second round. Now, Max, I think we're both on board with the fact that once play, if play resumes, that the Bucks will take care of the magic. Yep. Yes. So let's take a look at the second round re- real quick. I know we did predictions, but after seeing how the first round played out, the Celtics and Raptors will face off in the second round. That means the Bucks and Bucks and Heat will play each other in the second round. Any changes, any predictions you want to say for the second round matchups? Um, Yeah, I, I think I, – I don't think we uh, – I don't remember what I said, but I think now that um, – just to touch on the Raptors one quick, if Gordon Hayward was in the bubble and playing, I would pick the Celtics probably in six or seven, to be honest. I think it gives them another uh, handler, another shot creator. Like now – uh, when Hayward got out, I noticed Tatum and Brown doing kind of the isolation stuff again. That's kind of gets them in trouble a lot. With Hayward, it's another guy, another big guy in there. But I think now that Hayward's out, I'm probably going to lean towards Raptors in six or seven now. And just for the Miami-Milwaukee one really quick, I think if Miami traps uh, Middleton like Orlando did, get the ball out of his hands and make other people score – I think Miami actually has a realistic chance. I, I mean, I thought they did before anyways because Milwaukee doesn't guard the three-point well, mm-hmm. line well. Miami's first or second in percentage. So I think if defensively if they change some things and build a wall um, against Giannis, I think – I don't – I want to say Heat and seven, but I think this game – I think I think the series is going seven games. So that, that's my statement. Max, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I'm uh, I'm changing up a little. I uh, I no longer think the Heat uh, the Bucks will make the finals. I think I I have the Heat 
upsetting them. And sick. oh wow, yeah, I Get think that hopping on, hopping on the tra- uh, train. Well, honestly, I really liked what I saw from the Heat in the first round. And and again, I know we just said that the Pacers were the pay, you know, showed who they were. T.J. Warren came down to earth, but I, I'm sorry, I think that the Heat are a well balanced team. And I think that they have a couple of different players that could go off on any single night. And I, they correct me if I'm wrong, Max, but they've had success against Giannis defensively this past yeah, season. Um, the two games regular season, Miami was two and zero, and he had his worst uh, stats against Miami. And to me, for Milwaukee, it's Giannis or bust. In a sense, it is. Yeah. Yeah, and. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I, – it would nothing really – I'm not saying because the Bucks lost a game in the first round, nothing like that. I just think that the Bucks are so top-heavy with Giannis, and I like more of the balance from the Heat, so I'm going with the Heat in six. Ooh, Heat in six. I yeah. like it. All right. And then with the Celtics, the Celtics and Raptors, give me the Celtics in – I don't want to be repetitive, but I'm going Celtics in six, too. Okay. You know why I hate the Celtics, though, Max? Why? Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving were their two big uh, – sorry, they traded for Kyrie, and then Hayward was their big offseason free agent acquisition. And yet they still find themselves – doing perfectly fine without either of those two. I think Kemba Walker is one of the most underappreciated players in the league. He fits in that system so much better than Kyrie, and I think that he's a star, right? But the Celtics might break that mold, might break that narrative that you need a big three to win a championship. Now, I'm not saying that I have the Celtics winning at all. I'm just saying that they're just a well-put-together team that plays well with one another. Hmm. Do you disagree with that? Say that again. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying that I think Kemba fits with that Celtics team so much better than Kyrie did. And I think that their team, yes, not really with the big three, but they could break that mold and break that narrative because they still find a way to win. Well, yeah, no, the the Kemba Kyrie thing is, it's kind of funny because, you know, uh, Kyrie's kind of like, you know, the hot girl on the, on the street, you know, everyone wanted to talk to her, yada, yada, Boston gets him, you know, your friends are, friends are telling you, Listen, man, I, I get, you know, she's hot, but she's crazy. And that's yeah. kind of what Kyrie was, right? <laughs> so you get a new girlfriend, and, you know, Kemba, not as good looking, still good. But um, just, you know, your friends like her more. She's more outgoing with your friends. Your, your family likes her. And that's what kind of Kemba is, just a good overall guy, gets along with everybody, and just a change scenery. You know, Tatum and Brown are taking that next step That with Kyrie. Obviously, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Haywood's not 100% still. But it just – yeah, Boston looked – and I was hard on Boston last year, and even this year it's coming in. I was like, really? They, they signed Kemba Walker, and, you know, things are going to be turned around in there. But, you know, I was wrong. Uh, they played great all year. And just Kemba's just a good – I don't think anybody dislikes Kemba Walker in the league. Well, here's so, the thing, too, about Kemba Walker, and I don't mean to jump course too much. But to, to me, I've really liked what I've seen from Kemba, not only this postseason, but the season as a whole. Because, remember, he was the guy in charlotte 
Then mm-hmm. he goes to Boston, and he's not asked to do as much as he has done in the past. He's open to taking a step back and doing whatever his team needs to do to win. He's an opposite to me of a Russell Westbrook. He's an opposite of me than what Carmelo Anthony was in his younger days. Those two guys had to be the guy. Those two guys weren't the best of teammates. Those two guys always wanted the ball in their hands. They wanted to be the main piece, the main reason why their team was going to win. Kemba Walker this season averaged just over 20 points. That's his lowest in four years. And then he shows up in the playoffs as well. And he got better with each game. So to me, Kemba Kemba Walker is a class act teammate. And I think that he really knows the importance is to win and not be not be the star of the team. Yeah, I mean, he saw what it was like in uh, <clears throat> Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. for all those years, him being, you know, Kemba Walker probably sh- should be your second on a really good team, third best player. And, you know, just him being boss, you know, the ball moves quicker. You know, Kyrie was just dribble, dribble, dribble. Kemba used to do that too, but now he has all these teammates around him. So, you know, you're not scoring as much, points are going down, but you're winning. You know, everyone gets along. The ball is contagious, pass around better shots available. It's just, yeah, it's just a better situation for uh, what Kemba wanted to. And speaking better about Kemba, situation you... for Kemba and Boston. Yeah. Did you see, speaking of Kemba, this will really get you going. Do you see him on the Ryan Rusillo or not Rusillo? Uh, what's his name? He, he does Nets game. And he works for the Yankees. He's got a podcast with CC. Oh, let me look him up. Oh, Ryan Rucco. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. They he went on, Kemba went on their little podcast and he said that he was either Boston or the Knicks. But he thought somebody was going to the Knicks in free agency. Okay, dude. All right. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. That wasn't funny either. Relax. That wasn't funny. Moving on. Are you still laughing, dude? It's not that funny. Shut up. I've been laughing at the Knicks since <laughs> I was born. All right. But but anyway, so I'm changing up a little bit. I have the Heat upsetting the Bucks, and then the Celtics beating the Raptors. So I have the Heat and Celtics in the uh, – Conference Finals. Let's go to the West. So unlike the East, all of the series, for the most part, have been good series, and they're all still going on. The Lakers currently lead the Blazers up three games to one. Lillard is now out for Game 5 whenever Game 5 is, well, will be rescheduled. Who knows, actually, if he will be out. He was supposed to be out with a right knee sprain. We'll see how what the, what happens with that. The Clippers are up on the Mavericks, three games to two. Porzingis has missed the last two games due to knee soreness. What a baby. What a soft, soft (laughs) player. But whatever. Playoff P finally showed up (laughs) last game, 35 points. The Nuggets versus Jazz, a series I thought was going to go to seven. The Jazz are currently up three games to two on Denver. The Thunder tied up. With the Rockets 2-2 after the Houston Rockets took a 2-0 series lead. Russ was going to test his knee in Game 5, but as we all know, it was canceled. So more time to get ready, more time to rest. So we'll see if Russ does play in Game 5 now with an extra day. But Max, 
anything with the West that you didn't expect or are shocked by? Yeah, um, I was never a big Nuggets guy for the, especially last year. I was like, I don't, I think they were the two seed last year or three seed. They're one of the top three seeds, if I remember correctly. And I, I just wasn't, uh, I didn't believe in them. Like, yeah, I don't know, Nuggets. They're just, they're a nice team. They're one of their, like, you know. Well, we teams. talked about, we always looked yeah. at the Nuggets and Jazz as a tier below actually yeah. being championship contenders. No, you said it, you said it right there perfectly. Yeah, just tier below. And so this year, I, I'm like, you know what? Let me put my biases aside. I watch them. I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this Nuggets team. They got a lot of, they got a lot of depth on the team. They can throw different lineups at you. They can mix and match offense, defense. But I just, just watching them defensively, they're they're just they're 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 bad defensively. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. can't guard a pole. Jokic, who actually played better defense um, throughout the year, took a step back. You don't know if that's COVID related or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray's an okay defender, but you know the way he's scoring. Oh uh, well, he, he, I was just about to say he had a great yeah. last he couple of games. Scoring for his defense, but he, he tried defensively. I always Mike, I always liked uh, Mike Malone as a head coach, but you know there's a little bit rumblings of maybe his job's on the line. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, the Nuggets just defensively, they're just really bad. And Utah is down a man as well with uh, Bogdanovich. So I thought mm-hmm. they'd be really gasping for air for. Uh, offensively just because Mitchell is going to have to do everything and he he is and the role players stepping up Utah is playing good defense and yeah I'm just I don't think I'm gonna believe the Nuggets ever again I think they're frauds yeah well we'll see I mean they were able to win the last game and make it a series once more three to two but they they could have gotten swept in OT if uh Murray didn't win them the game no I know I know but I mean, look on the other side of the ball. How about Donovan Mitchell, man? He's been scoring more per game than any other player in he's postseason. An he he's <laughs> averaging over 37 points per game. He's really stepped it up this postseason. And, and again, like like you said, the series would be over if not for Jamal Murray. And you know what? Jokic had a really nice game last game as well. Oh, no, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. But Mitchell has been lining up, like you said, poor defense by the Denver Nuggets for most of the series. And Mitchell has been taking advantage of that. Yeah. Now, the thing that I still can't get over, Max, and tell me if you agree or disagree. And, and I understand the play was drawn up, and I know that screens happen and everything. Max, game four. Luca has the ball in his hands. You know he's gonna get the final shot. Coming into the season, not even just the postseason, coming into the season, you thought the Clippers, everyone was talking about how good defensively the Clippers were going to be. With Kawhi, with Paul George. Why was Reggie Jackson on Luca? I think I mean obviously we don't know what's there, what's being said in the huddle, but it looked like to me that was their their plan just to switch everything. Um, but don't you think as as the Clippers should have been more prepared for that? Like switch. I understand switching, and you decide to switch with Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I don't I don't remember who exactly was on the court. I don't get why Reggie Jackson was. You know, I would have had a Jamichael Green on there who's like six nine can switch a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but you know, if I hate doing this, but I'm gonna do it. If if that was LeBron who got switched off and let let's say I don't know who Caruso or I'm trying to think who's a bad defender on the Lakers, uh, Jesus I don't even know some some ter- terrible guard. Let's just say Javale McGee for whatever reason. Yeah, got switched on to the best player. 
you know, LeBron would be hearing it left and right about, uh, oh, LeBron didn't want the challenge, all that nonsense. Like, Kawhi, how do you – now, I don't know if that was a scheme thing or a doc said we're switching everything no matter what. But, you know, you can't have if, – if you're if you're going out, you got to go out with your best player guarding the best player. And Kawhi – No, I, that's what that. I mean. That's what I mean, though. I don't understand. After that, for last, last game four. Well, to be okay, let's be fair though. Let's be fair. I'm not saying that Paul George wouldn't have deserved some of the blame, but he's been critiqued more than any other player this postseason. Yeah. No, no, he has. Yeah, but but my point is just that you know these are the two best players on the team, and it, it's you know they didn't hear anything. It was just like oh well, what? It, then it was on the Doc Rivers like oh what the hell's Doc doing? What the hell's the whole team doing? Yeah, if I'm quiet, I'm not switching. No, wherever wherever Luke is going, I'm going. Tough shit. Sorry, we're well, losing. We're losing on my terms. Well, that's what I mean though, Max. I wouldn't have even gotten mad if they triple team Luca. Make someone else hit the yeah, big make shot. Someone else. If they do, all right, then you know. Yeah, exactly. Because remember, Kristaps Porzingis, like I said, has been out the last two games. He's not in. So their second best player is out. Make the third or worst guy beat you. That's just I, I had to ask, and I know the Clippers came out and won. I know playoff P actually showed up, but to me that just didn't sit well for me. I I'm not even a Clippers fan, and I was like, really, really, Kawhi Paul George. Getting back to the Clippers for a second, do you think playoff P or Paul George is actually back? Because we listen, good for him. He was able to silence the critics for one game. He said he was in a really dark place, blah, 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 and all that. Do you really think he's back, or was that just a strike of lightning? Well, I think he – it's a little weird. I don't really know how to answer that because Dallas defensively isn't that good. Like, they're not throwing bodies on him that he can't score against. So, like, like you know what he said, and you know, I give him props to him that he was dealing with some things mentally – and just being inside the bubble wasn't good for me. So, I mean, I get that. But, you know, it's not like, it's not like they're throwing, you know, when he played the Heat back in the day, those kind of def- defense, uh, like LeBron D. Wade, you know, the Shane Bade, guys like that, Adam. It's just like Doran Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway, even Seth Curry's guarding him a little bit and he's struggling. Even Luka's not a good defender. So, to me, it just looked like it was all in his head. Hopefully, for his sake, he can, if there is a season, still get better. So, I would probably say – He's back to playoff P, whatever the hell that means. I, I still don't get why that's his nickname. I know. But, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think, I mean, he was missing open shots too. People kind of forget. Like, it's not like, you know, he kind of had a couple turnovers and over driving, over dribbling. But Paul George could probably shoot. So I, I, he was hitting shots down. That's basically, you know, it's basically, it's a miss or make, it's a miss or make league. And the ball was going in that night. He had the same looks. This is the ball was going in. No, so I, I don't know what that. Uh, no, I agree, and uh, again, I, I just don't need to hear, uh, you know, whether it was his social media posts or him blocking comments on the. Uh, listen, if you're going to give yourself the name Playoff P or whatever, if you're going to go, sh- you better show up, and you better show up for more than one game. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, looking at the rest. You re- better show up or Victor's going to get you. Yeah, exactly. Looking at the rest of the West, Max, again, we both kind of agreed the Lakers would handle business with the Portland Trailblazers. We talked about the Clips, Mavericks. We talked about the Nuggets and Jazz. Thunder Rockets, Max, you know, ser- series tied. What do you think? 
I, I mean, you know, I, we both kind of said that. I was kind of surprised, surprised that you said, uh, what would you say, Thunder and Six? I said seven? Thunder and, uh, I think I said Thunder and Seven. Yeah, I said yeah. Thunder and Seven originally. And I even tweeted out, I remember it was down 2 0. And a couple of my friends were like, oh, Max, I thought Thunder were going to take care of business. And I tweeted, I, no, no, don't quote me on the tweet. You can look at it. I can even pull it up quick, whatever. But yeah. That Thunder still have a card, another lineup available. And I was like, oh, what that is? I, I, I remember of, that. I do remember that, yes. And it was Danilo playing the five. And I'm yeah. like, you know, they're still playing. And, you know, that lineup for Houston is kind of hard for Houston to defend. Houston, even though they play small, they're kind of a slow team, especially in the half court. Yes. Besides Westbrook, they don't have really that athletic, fast guy. But what Houston likes is, you know, bulky guys strong so they can defend on the perimeter and, you know, they can stop LeBron and, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, bigger guys like that, out-muscle them a little bit. But when OKC throws you this three-guard line with Schroeder, with uh, SGA and Chris Paul, you know, that's why they're getting the rim. And, you know, they don't have any real rim protection out there. So, and Danilo's the tallest guy out there. They got, uh, I can't say this guy's name, but the guy stopping uh, Harden, uh, Dorsett or whatever his Mm -hmm. name is. Mm Mm-hmm. Harden is having like a really hard time with him when Dorsett is guarding him. He's like three for something. I looked online the other day. I should have wrote it down, but Harden has his worst shooting percentage against him. And I remember that. This is why I was kind of like, you know what? I think uh, OKC can try to um, sneak sneak up an upset here against uh, the Rockets. So, you know, I'm not going to say I told you so because the series isn't over yet. And, you know, we don't even know what's going to go on. But I knew – OKC had another matchup they could throw at Houston that would be hard for them, but, you know. Yeah, and, and again, to me, I, I, listen, maybe points-wise, at the end of the day, you look at the box score and you see Harden doing all right. But again, if you dive deeper, I mean, in game two, he had a terrible shooting percentage from three, and I get it. It doesn't matter. A win's a win, right, and everything. He looks tired, too, again. What happened? He looks tired, too. I know, I know. He just doesn't like. I I don't know. There's just something about playoff Harden that I can't, I can't put my faith and confidence in. And for to let up a two zero series lead, I think now once again there was more pressure on the Rockets to begin this oh, yeah. series. Okay, he has zero pressure. All they the pressure seen. is once again yeah. on the Rockets. Yep. No, you're right. No, you're hundred percent right on that. So, I don't know. And, again, with with all these series, I'm sticking with my original picks. Oh, I am, too. I'm not scared. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I said Thunder and Seven. What are they going to do? Exactly. <laughs> and and you know what? I know I'm going to probably lose this one. I'll stick with the Jazz just because I originally said them, even though uh, – Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I said the Nuggets. The Jazz are – um, Yeah, I said Nuggets and Six. Yeah, yeah the, so that, you know, the Jazz are going to show me wrong. Yeah, so um, – but, yeah, in terms of the West, I'm sticking with what I have. And then, Max, to just finish this episode off, let's start with the bad first. Besides Playoff P, anyone else to you been a disappointment? That's currently in the playoffs or just in general right now? Uh, just in general. If if they okay. were eliminated, you can throw them in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, it, It's got to be Joel Embiid. I mean, listen, I, I get Simmons – was out, but they get in no world they should have gotten swept. Boston starts Daniel Tice, who's a good center, actually good defensive center for how small he is, at like six eight, six nine. Mm-hmm. Philly not winning a game, and Embiid not really going off one game, and just it's looking like holy shit, you know, Embiid's going off, nobody can guard him. He he, he looked like he didn't want to be there, you know. It looked like he was just always upset about something. Um, but you know they're out. But I'll give you. 
I'm going to be a, a little bit on Jokic, to be honest with you. A little disappointed with Jokic. I, honestly, that was my guy that I was going to say. Yeah, I, no, I, uh, very disappointing. You discussed Jokic, and I'll think of another guy. Well, I, I just want to go back to Embiid because that was another name that I oh, had. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that even without Simmons, they should have won at least one game. Should have been a gentleman sweep, and that would have been fine. Exactly, exactly. Now, again, when you're – Max, we even went back and forth whether you sent me a tweet or I commented on something. Al Horford, Al Horford and Tobias Harris, I mean – they're making up over sixty million in the cap space, um, and they. Tobias Harris, you give him a max yeah. contract. He's been on five teams in like six years. Exactly. What the hell yeah. are you doing? I mean, I don't know. And then, <laughs> yeah. So I thought, I thought at the very least they should have won one game to get swept. So yeah. Though I thought that was a very bad look, and I, I, I'll go as far to say I think that if it was a more competitive series, I don't think the. Brett Brown decision would have happened as quickly as it did. I, I think it was – I think things were in motion already. You don't think the sweep played a crucial factor in them immediately getting it rid might, of it Brown? Might have, but the moment they lost that game, Woj had that tweet already uh, locked up in the chamber and he tweeted it. Like the moment they lost. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I think – now, again, me and you don't know anything. We're just speculating. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I know, I know. I think everyone, the the <laughs> people that listen to this know that we don't know anyone in the business or else we'd have a better time slot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think definitely Brett Brown was probably on his way out even if they won, uh, you know, game one, whatever, a game in general. So I, I think he was out already. Yeah, and then uh, Jokic, I mean, listen, 29 points, 28 points, had the really bad game three with 15 points, bounced back with 29 and 31. Listen, on paper, again, I think he, he's done all right, but the rebounds haven't been anything spectacular, and he's one of the tallest guys out there. The first two games, double digits in rebounds, and then you go to five, seven, and six. I think if you're the face of the franchise, you got to do more. I'm sorry whether that's fair or not. No, yeah, that's you just have to. It's playoff time. Take over. All I hear is Jokic a borderline top five player, and really show it. Same thing with Embiid. And and uh, I'll throw. I'll, I agreed, agreed. And I'll throw this out there, even though I, I'm really not disappointed because I kind of expected him to not be able to play due to some sort of injury. Kristaps Porzingis, knee soreness. Let it really? out, Victor. Let it really? out. Really? No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Luca, okay, also was injured, and he's fighting through the pain and finding a way to play. Knee soreness? Really? <laughs> I, I mean, do you agree with me, Max, or what? I mean, as an outsider, not having any Knicks biases, not saying you are, but, you know, it's, that's out there. Yeah. Um, he does have a lot of knee issues as a seven three man, which they all do. You know, he's torn ACL. The playoffs, Max. It's his first oh, I know. time. I know. I know. I Throw if I was a Max fan, I'd be a little, I'd be a little pissed off too that you really can't. Yeah, it's that bad. But you know, I don't know. 
maybe it's the Mavericks holding him for trying to get. Maybe they're trying to get another game. Like, oh, maybe if Luke yeah, can get us one more game. Something tells me yeah. they don't have to hold Chris Sauspersingus back too much from sitting. <laughs> I mean, he does have injury concerns. Uh, he does have injuries. Yeah, but in, being hurt and being injured to me is two different things. Yes, that is. No, you're knee soreness. Right. Max, I was sore, and I still found a way to go to the gym today. But, all right. I'm going to let you go on this one. No, no. I mean, again, I'm not even disappointed. I just like knee soreness, and you're going to miss not one but two games. I mean, this is what happens with you get a seven-footer. No, it's not what happens. It happens when you don't have a pair between your legs. Let's move on. Are you saying Porzingis doesn't have the guts? The guts and you know what else that makes you a man, Max. <laughs> but but let's move on to uh, besides uh, not besides who deserves more praise in this playoffs than to, that that has gotten recognition. Obviously, we've heard it about Giannis. We've heard it about James. Is there anyone that you feel like has flown under the radar? I kind of gave my pick before. Mine was Kemba Walker. To me, he's a team first player. He does what needs to be done to win, and he improved with each game yeah. of the series. Uh, that's my number you. one pick. Okay, go. Yeah, I got two for you real quick. I'm not going to do any heat, guys, because I know that's going to be expected. So I'm going to give you Donovan Mitchell because if he was doing, Agreed. Agreed. You know, not taking any away from Luka, but you know he's kind of the new shiny toy. Everyone loves Luka, Luka, Luka. But Donovan Mitchell has been playing – I mean, his numbers are basically the same almost to, to Lucas, And he, he's doing this, you know, just – Utah's offense offensively isn't that impressive. It's kind of Mitchell or bust. I know now, I know, I know Conley's been kind of um, playing better, getting swinging things. But the, what, what Mitchell is doing, it, it's just it's, – it's legendary. Now, Luka is too, don't get me wrong. But I think he's not getting enough praise because he was kind of the new shiny toy rookie year. Kind of took a step back a little bit his last year. So, you know, we do this thing in the media where when you're good one year and you're bad the next year, especially as a young player, they're like, oh, no, no, he's not – he's not – is not Mitchell as good as – It's all about what have you done for me lately yeah. with the media. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, I think Donovan Mitchell should get more praise. He's playing outstanding, really taking that jazz team who I thought was going to be out. And, you know, just – if they were playing right now, I think they would definitely be in the second round. Mm-hmm. But and then the other guy is a guy from Oklahoma City. Uh, I can't say his name. I, I feel embarrassed. That I can't say his name. But uh, Dorset, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He, I've never seen somebody stop Harden like this without like really fouling him, muscling up Harden. Harden's a stocky guy. People kind of forget, and this guy Dorset is too. He's making you know he's out muscling Harden, which is kind of hard to do. He's saying with him, he's not really um falling for Harden's setbacks three with your feet out. Luke Guns. Uh, no, no, I apologize. Wrong, wrong person. But continue. The free throw shit Harden does, getting to the rim, flaring up. He, he is out muscling him. He, it's making hard for Harden to uh, play. Guys like that, you don't want to play. You're just in your face 24 7. He can guard you out, muscle you, just only care about defense. And he's better than uh, Andre Roberson, who Oklahoma's already had, too, because he can actually shoot the ball. I think he went three for nine from three. And if you're giving that top level defense, you take three for nine all, all day on Harden. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those two should get more. Uh, Praise instead of you know the other guys we talked about, like the main guys. I think those two for me have been really, uh, been really good and should get more praise. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, uh, no problems whatsoever. I'm going with uh, Kemba as my number one. And then, um, if I had to throw another name, 
I, you know what? Dennis Schroeder has picked up his game yeah. this postseason. He's averaging just under 20 points per game. I think that he's a big reason why the Thunder have been able to tie up the series, obviously, along with uh, Paul's veteran leadership. But uh, I'm, I'm going with Schroeder, too. Schroeder could have been a uh, six-man of the year. Yeah, well, well, yeah. No, I know. And who? Uh, they're still deciding on the award, correct? Uh, yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's two Clippers, and I forget who the other guy is. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, because I saw Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year over Anthony Davis, which got a lot of people riled up, and Ner- Nick Nurse won Coach of the Year. Yep. I think. Yep. I I really didn't have a problem with any of those award decisions. No, I if I had a vote, I'd vote those two. So yeah, I know she would. Yeah, but. Yeah, so Max, that's all I got to say. Do you have any closing uh, points you would like to say? No, no. I think the, I think we hit all the points that uh, we needed to hit today. Yeah, and I, again, I don't know what your schedule is, but I would have no problem, again, hoping and wishing that the NBA does resume, pick up mm-hmm. where it left off. But I'm very down to do this next week. I had a lot of fun again. Thank you for joining me. And for the viewers out there, please like my page on Facebook old school sport on Twitter at old school sport Max what's your uh, uh tell them your social media uh my Twitter handle is Max Marshall uh, 136 uh my Instagram is what is my Instagram actually you yeah same thing Instagram? Max Marshall uh, 136 my Instagram is at Victor Pudisteri. pretty simple Marshall 126 what the hell is that no 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 Max Marshall 136. What the hell is that? What, 136? Yeah. Bosh Wade LeBron, what do you mean? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I forgot when when Max became a Heat fan. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining me, Max. Yeah, no, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Till next time, everyone. Have a good one.